This episode of Innovation in Education is brought to you by Merlin Mind and Promethean. Created by the innovators at Merlin Mind, the AI-powered Symphony Classroom featuring digital assistant Merlin allows teachers to move around the classroom freely so they can interact with students, increase class participation, and create more dynamic and engaging lessons. Powered by Edge AI technology, Merlin allows teachers to remotely access everyday apps and devices using their voice. With Merlin and a Promethean active panel display, teachers can increase your classroom productivity even further and support innovative teaching and learning. Teachers have so much to juggle, Merlin and Promethean give teachers what they want most, freedom to teach. Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in K-12 EdTech this week. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. This week, I plucked a few particularly interesting topics posted to the site that should help inform and inspire educators in their work. Let's get started. First off this week, Robin Winder and Jason Odom, uh, they're the directors of instruction at FlexPoint Education and Florida Virtual School, write that the most important thing to remember when implementing a new blended learning instructional strategy is that there is no universal way to do it. They write, it's important to note Many blended learning strategies may work for students, so teachers do not need to pick just one. In fact, we recommend using a variety of strategies to create the greatest impact with lesson plans. Here are a few. Number one, an online approach with independent type. They write, if teachers want a lesson that allows students to go at their own pace, this blended learning strategy is the way to go. Students will learn lessons via virtual class time or independent study, Engaging with concepts independently with activities such as assigned reading, interactive videos, comprehension checks, and quizzes or exams. A second type, online approach with a collaborative type. This strategy allows students and teachers to interact online through synchronous activities such as live lessons, discussion boards, peer assessments, and more, leveraging the technology students know and love while still enabling them to connect with each other. Here's a third, in-person approach with independent type. Think about assessments, they write, analyzing, problem solving, and case studies for this instructional strategy, since it combines an in-person lesson with time after for the student to complete assignments via their own device, which allows them to go deeper in their learning. One reason we love this approach is that even though students will be working asynchronously, if they have questions, they can raise their hand and a teacher can quickly assist. Now, there are a number of other types that they go on to describe in detail. They're very kind of interesting. I think they seem to be innovations that were learned during our forced march into remote learning and hybrid learning. And as you can see, one size just doesn't fit all, but if you can find ways To have a number of different ones in the instructional parcel, you'll be able to find a solution that fits right for for almost everybody. I encourage you to read the whole piece. It's up online on eSchool News. Next up, Michael Horn. He's the co-founder and distinguished fellow at the Clayton Christensen Institute. Has another provocative piece about the future of schools where he writes that the schools that we have now do exactly what they were built to do, which is at odds with the society we inhabit today. Here's an excerpt. As members of the media have bemoaned the tragic results of students on the latest NAEP scores, 
Many have been all too willing to jump into the game of who is responsible. Yet few have sought innovative solutions to change the fundamental underlying reality. Today's schools were not built to maximize each and every student's learning. He goes on, the solutions generally offered in the media to the challenges students face have revolved around things like tutoring, summer school, longer school hours, and more days. Although there's nothing wrong and some things right with those solutions, what none of them do is upend the fact that today's schools were not designed to optimize learning. Their time-based nature means that they were, in fact, built to embed failure for the majority. So what's the solution? It's not fair for me to give a dime store summary here. You really need to read it. It's under the title, Only Out-of-the-Box Solutions Will Fix the Real Problems in Schools. And again, that's up on the homepage this week. But in essence, here's what he writes. This requires a new research and development effort around the creation of innovative model providers that design new learning models for different subjects and grade spans by drawing on the talents of educators, technologists, researchers, and the like. The learning models they create won't just include a new curriculum. They should include instructional design, of which content and assessment are a part, an aligned set of pedagogical practices, an operational design that reimagines how teachers do their work, the use of time, and a physical classroom design, and a te technological design that embeds the use of tools to execute the model. So, yeah, is that all, huh? As I mentioned, my highlights don't do this essay justice. Go up onto the homepage and search it out. Only out-of-the-box solutions will fix the real problems in schools, and it's up on the eSchool homepage. And finally, artificial intelligence can sometimes be an ambiguous word in education circles, evoking images of machines replacing human teachers in the future. The truth, while less fantastic, is that AI can be a solid tool that assists educators in the classroom right now. I had the pleasure of conversation with Levi Belknap. He's the chief strategy officer at Merlin Mind. And Matt Cole, he's the senior vice president of sales at Promethean, in a great conversation to discuss the real world ways that AI operates with their respective products, Symphony Classroom, and Promethean's active panel displays. In this snippet, we look at how AI is as much of an administrative tool as an instructional one. Have a listen. It is interesting, Matt, that you know, you talk about education technology, right? And like the, the perception is on the instructional side, but very much like what Levi is saying that the functionality part of it, the administrative aspect of it is very much like Active Inspire when it, when it comes down to the Promethean softwares to begin with, right? Uh, it very much is. And it's, and it, it really is, as Levi was, you know, just, just talking, was thinking about what does that solve for it? It solves for engagement and keeping students engaged in the classroom, which is so key right now. Active Inspire certainly allows for engagement the lesson plans that are created uh, in Active Inspire by teachers allow students to interact and engage with content, right? By utilizing Merlin with the Promethean Active Panel, a teacher is able to keep students engaged because, as Levi had mentioned, you take what was a 10-step process to switch from one piece of content to another down to a five-second request or command, and the content is there. The teachers moved on to the next step, all while keeping the students engaged and not losing their focus on what's happening in the classroom. 
when it comes to you were talking about the the special offer for the five, let's talk about scale a little bit more. I mean, I know that there are folks in the audience here who are in smaller districts, but there's some that are in larger districts. I mean, you could go, go all the way up to some of the top five districts in this country are larger than most countries uh, when it comes to the ministries of education. Where are we on that timeline, Matt? I mean, where uh, and how much more effective can this tool become when you start to scale out? Well, I think, and Levi could probably talk to the effectiveness of the tool as more and more users begin to use it, right? Um, but certainly, whether or not you're a small district and you're choosing, or you're the largest district, New York City, in, in the country, the tool can fit anywhere. The offer that I had mentioned before is applicable to all districts across the country. And we're certainly happy to speak with anyone about the Meet Merlin campaign that we have to offer. I think really it's about utilizing the product product, ensuring that it's a good fit for the classroom. And then we could talk about expansion and moving across elementary schools, middle schools, high schools across an entire district. And certainly we're seeing that happen now. So I know Meet Merlin or Merlin has been um, out in the marketplace for some time. I think a lot of the larger users started off with a couple of products in their classrooms in a district to ensure that it is the right fit. And then from there, they have decided to do expansions. And that's something that we're working with many districts on right now as, as we speak. Great. Another question coming in from the audience about the logistics and the, and the hardcore, which I love. So what are the educators saying that they have a mixture of devices? I mean, beyond just displays, I mean, projectors and, and iPads and things like that. And you talked a little bit about that, Levi, but can you maybe uh, extrapolate on that a little bit? Yeah. So again, we believe that Merlin should be ready to interact with whatever setup you have in the classroom. Right, There are optimal setups, we believe, that are potentially better than others, but there's the reality of what it looks like today and how do you bring this assistant in to help today. So Merlin can come into the classroom via our Symphony Classroom AI Hub, the device that can then connect to any display technology. So yes, other interactive panels, other non-interactive panels, projectors, and allow you to control content from the teacher laptop and display it on any of those displays, right? What we... What we strive for is a classroom that works so seamlessly together that there isn't a lot of friction, right? And one of the things we're really actively working on now is saying, how do you make it so that if a teacher wants to touch the interactive panel and use purpose-built technologies like whiteboards, spinners, timers, alarms, the annotation over the top of content, that's just as natural as it is to interact with your voice with Merlin. And that's one of the reasons that we love the alliance with Promethean is we have confidence that if you interact with the active panel, it's very natural to go annotate on top of any content, to pull up a tool like a timer or spinner to engage the classroom. And then if you're on the other side of the room, you use Merlin to quickly add content to that display and bring experiences, applications, and content into that kind of ecosystem that we're creating. Mm -hmm. You can now create that ecosystem with lots of different displays, right? So if, if you already have another display, you can connect Merlin to it. But if you're looking for something new, you should look at Promethean with the active panel and Merlin. Like we just think they work very well together. But yes, Merlin works great with any teacher laptop and display technology. You can go up online to eschoolnews.com and go under the webinar tab to hear the full story under the title, The Promising Reality of AI. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the ed tech space. Remember, eSchool is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. 
Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.